Exactly. And that's, what I'm trying, <laughs> that's exactly right, Chris. And that's exactly what I'm trying to get people to realize is that again, picture LinkedIn like a cool networking event that you just showed up to. Right. What would you do there? You'd show up there and you'd go, hey, what's up? My name's Chris. What's your name? Todd. Today's show is sponsored by winthehourwintheday.com, where we help entrepreneurs stop working so hard. Check us out, winthehourwintheday.com. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Now is the time to get ready for summer. How do you get ready? By making sure that you get to enjoy it 100%. You don't want to be stuck in the office working those same long hours you've been doing up until now. No! You want to be out having some fun. So check out our winner's circle. You get 25 hours back a week within the first month of working with us. Well, that's what all every single one of our clients tell us anyhow. I guarantee you'll love the new improvements we made. It's fantastic. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day, and I am your lucky host, Chris Ward, and I am lucky because today we have a treat for you. You gotta, I mean, I'm telling you, if you're driving, you're going to want to pull over because you're going to be needing to take notes. I have Alex Sheridan in the house. Now, I found him on TikTok, and funny enough, I learned more about LinkedIn from him on TikTok than I have in the last 10 years on LinkedIn. I'm not kidding you. This guy is smart. He's dynamic. He gives solid, tangible takeaways, crazy value bombs in the smallest little snippets of info. I can't wait to dive into this. We're going to learn so much. Welcome to the show, Alex. Wow. Thank you so much, Chris. Help <laughs> an intro. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm not kidding you. I saved it. I, I, I pumped you up a little <laughs> bit when we met, but I was like, no, no, we're going to do this. Okay. You do a fantastic job and we have had some amazing people on the show and specializing in LinkedIn and marketing and all that type of stuff. But I'm telling you, I'm waiting for the day when you are too busy to take our calls because LinkedIn themselves have reached out for you. So they, they need to get on the wagon. You do a wonderful job. So you, you know, and I am going to let you talk, but I got to spend five, you know, a few minutes telling you how great you are in case you, you didn't know, or nobody told you today. So what I would say too, is you breathe a life into your LinkedIn content that, you know, is exactly what it should be. And, and the reason why everybody else is kind of like, oh, it's dry and I'm avoiding it and stuff, but you're kind of in there doing it. It's really like opening the window on a fresh spring day. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, you can be like this on LinkedIn. You can do this. So why don't we start with, I don't even, you know what? You tell me where to start. Maybe talk a little bit about your video, but then I would love to dive into the engagement and conversational selling because that's something that I think we've been misdirected so many times on LinkedIn. Here's your script, send it out, blah, blah, blah. And it just, it's fail. So all right, let's talk a teeny little bit about your video and dive into social selling if we could. Yeah, I mean, the first thing to understand is that LinkedIn has changed big time in terms of it's now a legitimate content platform where you're seeing all types of different content. 
videos, edutainment videos, meaning entertainment mixed with education, um, TikTok videos are on there. You're seeing personal text posts about people's lives and what they're going through and their, their downfalls and their accomplishment, all types of different things. So the whole platform's changed over the last really three years. And that's something where I think a lot of people haven't really recognized that because LinkedIn has been around for almost 20 years. And unfortunately, a lot of those years, they built a brand off like we're kind of the professional resume database. If you're looking for a job, go on LinkedIn. So it's been branded in people's mind that that's what it is, even though that's not what it is anymore. When it comes to my video content, you know, it actually goes deep as to why I started doing some of the edutainment and the fun stuff. And, you know, I do rap battles on there. I do all types yeah. of things. And people are like, you do that on LinkedIn. But for me, it goes really deep. And it's part of my brand, Unleash the Creative. I mean, I grew up as a somewhat creative kid. I was writing raps in math class. I was failing out of school, but I had stories in my head that I wanted to deliver and make people smile and laugh. And I was always kind of that person. And then I kind of, long story short, got into society after high school, finally went to college, went into the more of the corporate world doing sales and thought I had to become what they wanted mm. me to become. I thought I had to become this corporate Alex Sheridan now. And I've got to be like the, the, you know, the 50 year old CEO of this company. I want to replicate all these business people. And I got to a point where I was like, it's just not me. Like I, what happened to the creativity that I had inside? Mm -hmm. What happened to all this, this, this inner, the inner child that I had, the playfulness, the, why am I not using any of that stuff? And so mm -hmm. in 2019 and early 2020, I said, you know what? I said, I was getting ready to start my own business, which I thought was going to be a sales consulting business. And I said, man, screw this. I'm being me. Like I'm going to do my thing. Yeah. I rap. Yeah. I like to act. Yeah. I like to story tell. I like to have fun, but I'm still serious. I'm, I get business results. I'm serious about my goals and my accomplishments. And I want to really help people make an impact, but I want to have fun while I'm doing it. And so I started let, creating. Let me jump in there for a second. If I can, I want to pack that for a second, because I think I've mentioned that on the show many times before is that you think, okay, I went to college, I went to university. I'm trying to be all grown up here. So yep. I put this veneer on and I too had to learn because I thought my energy people would say, Oh, you're high energy. I thought sometimes that came across as juvenile. So I would be like, Oh, look at me. I'm polished. And when you get to know me better, I'm like this. But I think what you do so spectacular is even so many of us, it's like, okay, I've learned that lesson, but yet I still think there's some hesitancy when you show up on LinkedIn, like, oh yeah, you know, who you are on this day is maybe not the person you were visiting grandma when you're having cookies. It's not, it's just a, a watered down version of you. But I do think that you do that better than anybody else. Your guns are blazing on LinkedIn with personality and fun and charms and video. And it does. I just wrote the word down fun is like, OK, I'm not the veneer version I used to be, but I still could turn up the fun more on LinkedIn. And I think we all had it in our mindset that wasn't the place for it. So I right. think you just you did that um, unapologetically and it's so refreshing and so noticeable. Yeah. And I think it's a great point. And I think if you think about business, I don't know the, the groups, and the teams that you've been a part of. But when I was in business and working for companies, there were many days that we laughed that we had yeah. fun, that we talked about personal stuff. And yet we yeah. get to a place like LinkedIn because it's a business social media platform. And we think what, that's just, that stuff just supposed to disappear. And so I was yeah. like, now I'm going to break it. And to be honest, Chris, I didn't come from a marketing background. I didn't have a marketing degree. I didn't know shit about marketing. I didn't study it. I didn't read books on it. I didn't know nothing. I came from a sales background. So when I came into marketing, I, by default, I was doing things just literally, I didn't know. And so I was like, I'm just going to create content and make people smile and have a good message behind it. I'm going to incorporate my rapping ability. <laughs> like I'm going to write some stories. Like I was just like, this is going to get people to smile. They're going to feel something. They're going to, they're going to finish my video and go, man, 
that hit me. Like, yeah, I learned something, but I feel a certain way now because of that video. And, and just by not knowing certain things, by not being the subject matter expert, I actually came in and innovated by on accident almost. Yeah. So I'm thinking too, and I, I think if you go back, you will see an influence on some of my videos. So you do some, some of your funnier ones is when you're having the two, uh, the two platforms, my gosh, it's brilliant. The two <laughs> platforms argue, right? So yeah. you have two personas, you just dress differently and you've got TikTok arguing with LinkedIn, right? Yeah, Hilarious. Yeah. And so I did a different version of that. I was like, okay, the business coach talking to the entrepreneurs struggling with burnout. But when I think about this talking to you is it was still a pain point. Like people could relate to it and, you know, I'm rubbing my hair and the the business coach is saying, well, you know, what do you do when you're burnt out? You're like, well, I don't know. I just have snacks at midnight because nobody else is up and blah, blah, blah. And we all did that. And all of a sudden you realize, well, this, this isn't a, a tactic. This isn't a plan. I'm just running myself into the ground. But now I think, hmm, that's great. I touched a pain point, but there must be a story I could tell when the coach asks you that, that I get the funny answer and make it funny because pain is one thing, but who wants to be there all the time? I don't, right? So it does, you keep pushing the envelope, like you, you stop the scroll. Like, I don't even know if my thumb does it anymore. If the phone just goes like Vegas, stop. If you see an Alex video, stop, right? And then I'm like, oh. Okay, can I can what can I learn from this? It's just it's like a little mini Steven Spielberg <laughs> social media clip. And I'm like, ah, I gotta do better. So you're always inspiring me, that's for sure. So you well, do that, a fantastic I'm, job. On that quick point, I mean, to me, that's the difference between educate or edutainment mm. and entertainment, right? So okay. what I really always tried to do, and, and maybe it's not in a hundred percent of videos, but in 95% of my videos that are more the edutainment. I always think about the message first. What is the core message that I want to communicate to my audience? And then what I do is I go, how can I make this fun? Like, how can I, how can I build a story around this? Like the content or the LinkedIn uh, content negotiator. I don't know if you saw the video. Yes, I saw it all. Yeah, CEO was sitting there. I'm going to post these crazy videos that are going to hurt my brand. And the hostage negotiator is like, don't, don't post that. Okay, just Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so so it's like, I just took like what I'm, and I'm getting all these ideas from talking to prospects, from working with companies, with, you know, training people. Like I'm getting all these ideas from my audience and from comments and things. And I'm just saying, what would be a cool way to tell this story so that people go, man, that's a great point. And yeah, Yeah. I I learned a couple of things, but I was also like highly entertained. I, I learned literally without even realizing I was learning. And that's the art of edutainment. Yeah, no, you're right. And I understand the concept but I have never seen anyone display it so consistently as your videos. I'm not kidding you guys. I don't care what you're interested in. If you're on TikTok, if you're, you must be on LinkedIn, you gotta be somewhere. But if you have a phone in your hand, go check out Alex's videos because it will just, it's a game changer. It's fun to watch, but it'll just say, oh my gosh, I am, I can do more and I can be more myself online. So it really is inspiring me on so many levels. So yes, I've seen all your videos. In fact, I even like, if you search people, I'll tell you, ladies, you search. There's one where he goes through the whole day of what his life looks like. And there's a snippet without, right after his workout without a shirt on. So you have to pause the video, but <laughs> you have to play it a few times, but pause it. It's worth improve, it. Improve the watch time. Wait, what was that? Yeah. yeah. Back a little bit. Yeah. yeah. A very fit man with no shirt on does increase the watch time. So there, there we go. Feminists and all the harassments we're going to get in 2022, but that's fine. He put it out there. So, hey, he, you know, whatever. Okay. <laughs> So with your personality in video, 
then I'm suspecting you do an equally good job on the engagement and social selling, which has been, I think, stifled and done poorly so many times on LinkedIn. So talk to me about that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I do have a lot of fun with the video stuff. But to your point, the LinkedIn, I mean, because I came from a sales background, I was in B2B sales for 10 years. So the sales stuff was, was kind of, I had that by nature almost because I was doing that for a living. And so what, what the reason that, that marketing or social selling fails on LinkedIn, um, the sales portion of it is because people try to go for the fast, easy, I don't have to do any effort, any work and I want all the amazing results. And, and what in life do we not do any work? It's everything super easy. We just sit back, cross our, and, and all these results compiling in. Nothing is like that, right? Yeah. Yet for some reason, people think on LinkedIn, well, I'm going to automate it. I'm going to spam yeah. people 60 times a day. And the problem with that is they're not treating it like what LinkedIn really is, which it's like a, it's like a networking event. I mean, if you show up to LinkedIn and you really think about that, like there's people on stage, there's round tables where people are having conversations, there's one-on-one -on -one conversations going on, yet people show up to this networking event and this fun networking event and they show up and they go, uh, do you want to buy my stuff? Hey, do you, do you need somebody for, for your company? Do you, do you need this guy? We sell this product and service. Do you guys want to talk about it? It's like, Dude, what are you doing? It's not even the yeah. right place to even be talking about this. So my approach has always been ap approach the conversations with, hey, I'm going to start a conversation with you. I'm going to add value with you. I'm going to get to know you. I'm going to build a little bit of a relationship with you. And then you start to move towards some of these business conversations. The problem with that is people don't want to put in the time or the effort or the work. They just rather would automate it and send 60 to 100 messages a day. But then you go two months not only have you hurt your brand because you're literally spamming people. I don't care what anyone says. Our messages are yeah. good. Write them really good. Yeah, no, yeah, you know. yeah. It's spam. It's spam. And if you get two to three paragraphs in a DMs, I'm not even reading one sentence of it because I know right away it's a sales pitch. Yeah. And I don't know you. I don't trust you. I don't know your credit. Or let's collaborate. That's my, oh, I checked out your page. I think we can collaborate. All right, whatever. The Thank one you. actionable thing that I teach, like this is the, this is the yeah. process that I teach. And in a nutshell, it's search, it's engage, it's connect, and then it's message. Notice messages last, right? And, and there's a ton of different ways to do it. And I would say, depending on who your target audience is, how long the sales cycle is, it could depend on what that looks like. But at the basic, you need to search for your people and sales navigator is great for that. You can search by job title, by company size, revenue, company growth. I mean, industry, all types of different things that no other platform is going to give you access to. And there's 800 million plus people on LinkedIn. So your, car, your customers are 100% there. And you can even find who's posted content in the last 30 days. And people Yes, are I followed that video. Listen, I'm telling you, you if you have it on video, I know about it. <laughs> yeah, know as I'm saying, I'm like, you probably already know this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. what you do in your private time, but if it's on video, <laughs> I'm aware of it. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so let me ask you this then. Okay, so I followed that formula. So what he, what Alex is talking about, and Sales Navigator is a paid feature, but it, it really is worth it. And he is showing you, check out his videos. I can't impress upon that enough. Um, so you're, so I did the search and then you show us how to break it down. So, you know, coming up with, and it's really great. I'm trying not to get too techy because it's hard when it's not visual in front of you, but yeah. you can, somebody likes your posts or you can look in the back end and, and LinkedIn will show you what, what are the titles of people that liked your stuff? So all of a sudden that feeds you information like, okay, they're calling themselves owners, operators, business owners, whatever, or founders. So I'm realizing, oh, founders like my stuff. Okay, great. So then you can go into sales navigator and you can 
say who's posted in the last 30 days because if they're not active, we don't want to reach them. We can key in the word founder. We can key in businesses size one to three people, whatever your profile is for your potential client. So that's all that. So then, great. I've been following the Alex videos. So then this is where I get stuck. It does give you a lot and you can narrow it down as much as you want, but now you could be looking at still a couple thousand. And I do subscribe to the idea of, okay, I should be going in and I should be connecting with them and liking their material and engaging with them. But I find because it's such a pool of people, I get lost. So I might now go, okay, I like three of Alex's videos. I made five comments, but LinkedIn gives me so many resources that I haven't figured out. I don't want to use the word systematize it. But then I'm rotating relationships instead of maintaining them. And I, I just get lost in the abyss and then I pull back. Yeah. So I think lead list would be really good for you in that circumstance. Okay. You can build out lead lists and it depends, right? There are some oh, okay. targeting, you know, one customer is a half a million or millions of dollars. And if that case, that's the case, they might want to make a list of 50 to hundred top dream clients, build out a lead list. And those of them that are active and posting content in the last 30 days, and maybe spend a few weeks engaging on their content. And when you build a lead list, LinkedIn Sales Navigator will show you, they'll make a mini newsfeed full of those leads. So when okay. you log on, you're seeing 10, 15 people that have posted in the last 48 hours and they're all your dream clients. So like, okay. so sometimes you got to work it slow like that. If you've got a smaller to medium sized offer, it may make sense to go in there and do kind of a one hit type thing where you're going in, you're engaging on a post, you're sending a connection request, and then maybe you bounce with a video DM and try to start a conversation. If it starts, great. If it doesn't, you move on. So it just depends on kind of who you're targeting, how many there are, what the size of the deal is. But there's a there's a ton of ways to do it. But, but lead lists are great for that because it helps you kind of okay. like a CRM organize that. And now for you, you and I, this works, I think, for you and against you as well, because you can look at their LinkedIn stuff and go, oh, I can help them with this. I can fix this. But for those of us who have things that are not as apparent, like especially my audience where they look good on paper, they may have a podcast and book and all this stuff, but they're still working way too many hours where they thought they would be 10 years in. So in that, I don't really have any indicators of other than the fact that like they would have a business of this size and be in business this length. So I just have to go on their, I guess, characteristics of their business versus where they are. They may be functioning really great and working 25 hours a week and they may be working a hundred, but I guess that will just come out in the wash as I nurture and get more in there and follow this through. Is, is that because you're a lot of your clients would have the same problem that I have. They don't have the right. beauty of just looking at the profile. Right. I mean, all of my clients do not have what I have where I can look right. at the profile and, and know exactly what's wrong or what's right. But I mean, there's a couple, there's a few different ways to approach it. The first thought is that, and then option is that you could approach with value. Hey, if you're like right. most entrepreneurs like or like me two, five years ago, like I was struggling with sleep. I actually made this like checklist or whatever it is, or I created this something that yeah. I'd love to share with you. If you got a few minutes, like, I, I don't know if that's you or not, but if it is, I'd love to share this with you. It's life-changing for me. That's one option, right? You're presenting okay. something of value with no strings attached that will lead to a conversation. And the other one is just like, and I've been using this a lot lately, is just start a conversation. Just find something about their background. Oh, so cool. I saw you started this business or you, you worked here and there. I, I had a, I was in the industry for a couple of years. My gosh, it was, it was challenging, but boy, was it rewarding. You know, so finding something to kind of relate with either the content they've posted um, or something on their profile that you're just starting a little bit of a conversation. You're going to find out real quickly, like, are people receptive? Do they want to talk or uh, do they not? And that's where it's so important to have your profile really well done. So when they go to your profile, you know, if they are somebody that is potentially in need, 
They can see very clearly what you do. You've got testimonials on there. Your banner's well-written. Like that's why it's so important to have that profile that converts too. I think too, what I'm, what I would expect is there's been times I've heard this before, you know, comment on something and engage them or whatever, and it still can come out dry, you know, or I certainly get them dry to like, Oh, I find whatever you like ice cream or that's fascinating. I saw your post about ice cream. What's yeah. your favorite kind of ice cream or you know, my, tell me why you started your business. Listen, freaking look at the damn profile. Don't ask me that. Yeah, right? So that, you can see they're just fishing, right? Yeah. But that's, I, yeah. That, that's the stuff that, that you want to avoid for sure. You're exactly right. I mean, you, you don't want to come in there with random questions where you don't know yeah. where something's going. Like, so why'd you start your business? Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm super busy. And you want me to take time yeah. out of day to, start, to explain to a stranger why I started my business when yeah. you can read about Steve, me. Steve, is it? Yeah. yeah. What, who is it? But so I you've think- got to be a little bit of intentional. And that's why like a quick, short comment about something they did and oh, okay. related to it, that works because you're not asking for a lot at that point. You want to get away from asking for a lot. If you ask right. for somebody time, okay. a lot of this explanation, they're going to say, dude, I don't even know you. It would be like cold calling somebody or going to a networking event and being like, so tell me your life story. It's like, what? Dude, no, I'm not telling you that right now. You know what I mean? So right. yeah, you got you, you to gotta be intentional with what you say and do for sure. And I, I think also, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. My I was just going to say that's the power of creating good content consistently too, is because what you're doing is you're bringing people to you. So not right. only is that inbound leads, which are great, people DMing me saying, man, your last video really got me. I got to talk to you. We're not doing anything with LinkedIn and we, we know we should be. But on top of that, you're also getting just engagement. And I encourage people to go to your engagement and find prospects in there. And if you are engaging from Sales Navigator and LinkedIn with your target clients often, they're probably going to be, your content's going to show up in their feed and, and their content's going to show up in their feed. So you're kind of training the algorithm, which I think is underrated. You have to sort of train, just like you would on TikTok, the things that you look at, the things that you watch, the things that you like, they're going to show you more of that. And LinkedIn's going to do the same thing, except it's a little bit more of a network type situation. I think too, again, pulling it back to your videos, you really just come at it from like, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's, I guess getting, for me, it would be getting out of my head, right? So like I have come far understanding these have to be more interesting and engaging and just you know, stop putting your shoulders back, trying to be a professional. But yeah. I think you really do it like, like just flawlessly, as far as I am completely out of my head, this is going to be fun. And I think too, if we take that approach and we put it in the content and the engaging and stop thinking that I'm at my work desk in the middle of the day and I could be texting a, a business friend. Because I mean, frankly, the clients that I have now, we have a policy. If I wouldn't spend time with them, like if I wouldn't go to lunch with them, I'm not taking their money. Like yeah. I, anybody that works with me could be my friend if they were closer. Right. And so then that really should be how I communicate with everybody online, where I think we all, especially with LinkedIn and everywhere else, we get this headspace and okay, I'm, I'm working here, right? So I, I think pull it back. And what you're saying is just have little chats with somebody and just engage in a little conversation instead of trying to hook or present or have a process. Yep. And you mentioned something too about getting in your own head. And I see that a lot with video content, video content, especially where people have imposter syndrome or they worry it's not good enough. They don't think they're good on camera. They hesitate to put out content because they're worried someone might say something or it might not, it might not perform. And I just, I'm here to say, like, I have all of those insecurities and doubts and fears and wonders too. I mean, I'm not immune to any of those. I know people see me on video and they think I got everything figured out. I doubt my content all the time. I think things, certain things aren't good enough. I almost have not posted certain things. I still delete videos that I don't think are good enough. Like 
you know, I have all of that stuff. I have posts, I have periods of time when my posts don't perform very well. Now that on my, where I'm at today may be different than where someone else yeah. is at or where I was at two years ago, right? It's all relative, but I'll have weeks where I'm like in weeks in a row where I'm like, man, why is it not hitting? And I look back and I try to learn and, and it can get you down for a second. But my thought pro, and then I have weeks that they do really well. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I try not to ride the wave when it's high and try not to ride it when it's too low either. And the thing that I pride myself on is I just keep going. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep moving forward. I'm not going to focus on one post or a couple of weeks performance. I'm going to focus on my craft. I'm going to focus on being a better business person, a better human being, a better father, everything that I'm trying to better video creator. I'm going to continue to push on. No one's going to stop me. I get, I'm going to get punched in the face and knocked down and kick while I'm on the ground, but I'm going to get back up every single time. And that's why you'll see me. I'm consistent. I show yeah. up with creative videos and content every single week, um, unless I'm maybe taking some time off, but it's, it's consistency and it's, it's keep coming forward. I think of that on two levels. One, I think I'm always, uh, as much as I don't particularly enjoy winter in Canada, I find it astounding that you can take a snowflake and put it in your hand and it melts. And yet enough of them fall consistently in a short period of time. You can shut down a city. Like it's just the accumulation of that. Right. That's a, that's a cool point. Yeah. Thank you. See, I'm smart too, everybody. I was smart <laughs> enough to get him here. So that's yeah. good. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think too, what I found TikTok to be uh, very generous about, and I've only been on there a short period of time is what I've learned from that is you put it out, you put it out, you put it out. And the idea of trying to get it right, you, you can put out 20, a hundred different things. And by the virtue of putting it out, you will find what works where so many of us with all the other platforms we've been, you know, you think, Oh, I have to get this right and figure it out. And then you put one thing out and that you're like, Oh, I'm not good at this. Right. We'll try something different. But yeah. TikTok is very forgiving with that one is just saying, you know what, you can't get it wrong, but you can keep trying and your, you know, all the options you give, then we'll find, you know, you'll, you'll figure it out. You will get it right. You just have to keep doing it. Yes. I love that yeah. about TikTok too, where it is yeah. a little bit more on the, the quantity versus the quality, even though I think that will change with time, of course, but yeah, but yeah it's interesting. And I, and I think if you relate it to anything in life, whether it's a sports person you admire, a famous celebrity, a business person, uh, uh, just a coach you have, whatever it is, anyone that's ever built anything of value or substance has gone through challenging times mm -hmm. and always will. And it's a tough road. And you hear, you see people when they've already made it by the time they hit your radar and I say made it, but I mean, when someone hits your radar, they've already put in so much work to get on your radar at that point. In most cases, you didn't get to see the first year, the second year, all of the downfalls, all of the doubts, all of the people that said you weren't going to make it, you know, all of the internal struggles. You don't get to see that by the time they hit your radar, they've pushed through all yeah, of yeah. it. And that's why only a certain select people hit your radar. So let's go back again to the conversation. You make so many valuable points. I could talk to you forever. Let's go back to the conversational selling with the engagement. So a couple of things. One is when you get to that point and you say, okay, listen, hey, I, I, this changed my game because we're always looking to work less. Here's 12 tips. You know, may I send that to you? My concern too is then do they, I, I think what you're saying is, look, if you are just a person having, you know, small talk and then it grows from there and you're engaging with people and really truly networking, they're going to check out your page. They're going to like your content because it's going to be fresh and it's going to be under the Alex Sheridan, you know, model of edut edutainment and just, you know, really enjoyable to experience. 
And so you're already, you're working different levels instead of just the inbox. So that's step one, right? Your mm -hmm. profile is good. Your videos are interesting. You seem interesting. And you're now you're just having chit chat and it's growing from there. You're building a relationship. Then I guess I'm kind of maybe answering my own question. I guess then when you go to offer them something like here's some tips or a download that helped me, maybe it'll help you. I guess in the past, I would be thinking, ding, ding, ding. All right, here it starts. Like, here's the hook. But I guess that's when the, the preamble part hasn't been done well. So it will follow suit if everything else is done well. So I've always been afraid of offering that again, because then it looks like that. Hi, I was nice to you for 30 seconds. And now you're hitting on me kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, but in a lot of ways, that's kind of sales. Right. Know? Okay. <laughs> right. So like, there's just no other way. I mean, again, there's different paces depending on what you do. If okay. you're trying to reach certain C-level folks at a certain level, maybe you might wait a few posts before you actually send those DMs. Or maybe the first DM is uh, just, thanks so much for connecting with me. Like, I loved your thought about this, 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 and this on your post from Tuesday. And then maybe there's another DM that follows a week later. Man, you've been pumping out content consistently. I hope you're seeing mine. I'd love to keep supporting you. And then it's the third week. And so there's a ton of different ways to do it. I really don't space it out that much. The other thing I would say is that video DMs are an actionable thing that you can do that do change the game and get you better results. Okay. So if you're willing to send a, you know, and I would recommend under 60 seconds. Yeah. And that's after you've connected with that person, after you've engaged with their content, you've created some context. You got to think people on LinkedIn are posting their content. They want people to see it. It's not like people are posting content, hoping it tanks. They want people to see it. But most of the time, not a lot of people see it because maybe it's not the greatest content. Maybe they don't have a strategy. They're just kind of posting or sharing things. So when you show up as a supporter and you like it and you drop a thoughtful comment, uh, that that's hitting the radar as wow, This mm. person really like, thank you. That was awesome. Yeah. I didn't know one liked my post from today. And you were the first person to come in there and, and drop a comment. And then you send a connection request and what you say in the connection request isn't, Hey, my name is Chris and I help entrepreneurs help, you know, that's not what mm. you do. You just say, Hey, I just saw your post on X, Y, and Z. And I thought it was a really good thought. I just dropped a comment. I'd love to connect with you and help support more of you. And right, then when they, it, they go, wow, that was really nice. They commented, they liked my post, the connection request wasn't pitchy. And then in the DMs are like, you know, Hey, you, again, thanks for accepting the connection request. Now you're on a video DM and now you're saying, you know, your post really made me think about my first couple of years in entrepreneurship. And it got me thinking about sleep and how important it was. And I know for me, I struggled with it. A lot of my clients struggle with it. Um, I'd love to talk to you. I just created some super cool free tool that I'd love to talk to you about. I would try to go for some type of conversation versus here's a guide. Because right. I think okay. if you send people okay. a guide, they're probably not going to consume it or they will, unless right. you've got like a great funnel that you want to take people in or something like that. But I would probably go to I'd love to talk to you. You got just a few minutes. Like, it'd be great to connect with you anyways. I always try to get to know my LinkedIn connections and try to see how I can bring value. So I love connecting either way, but I'd okay. love to show you this and no strings attached. Like if you like it, great. If you don't, no worries, you know, but, and that's how I would approach it. That's a really good point because I do work really hard now. I, of course, we all understand our network is our net worth. And, you know, in the past, you, it's really easy to fall into play of your rotating relationships instead of maintaining them. So it is really interesting to me if it's done well, when somebody reaches out to me and they just want to hop on a call for what, right? Like I've got family I could spend time with, right? Yeah. But I do think in the way you planned it out there, if we are engaging and having, a, you know, having starting to have a relationship, hey, I'm all, and you're right. Like, I want to know how I can support you more. I want to, I, you know what? I do have a little podcast community. I saw your last thing on this. Yeah, yeah. Right. So if I could start it in a meaningful relationship way, like any other relationship and right. just get the LinkedIn and the systems out of my head, 
then it then you, then you just go back to being the nice person that you how you made friends in the schoolyard. Exactly. That's, what I'm <laughs> that's exactly right, Chris. And that's exactly what I'm trying to get people to realize is that again, picture LinkedIn like a cool networking event that you just showed up to. Right. What would you do there? You'd show up there and you'd go, "Hey, what's up? My name's Chris. What's your name? Todd. Oh, Todd. Nice. Like, what? You, what brought you here today? Like, yeah. what do you, you know? Like, you just start having conversations, and then you right. probably get to, oh my gosh, I remember being in that position, and like, hey, what are you doing about this? Or I'm curious about this. Mm. We did something in the round table earlier that I really liked. What made you say that? Like, those are just the conversations that we're starting. And again, it's sales. Right. So if we're talking about sales. You're going to miss. You're going to strike out probably more than you hit home runs. And that's the reality of it too. So I may give the greatest video DM to somebody that literally gives them value, that shows my personality, that is, is personalized. I do everything right. And they go, nope, not interested. And so that's just part of the game too. You got to know right. that some are going to be home runs and some are not. Right. But as the wise Gretzky says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Exactly. Canadian, we quote and, that a lot. Okay. <laughs> and Chris, this is why I always, the, the power of building content and building a real brand is that you're going to get way more people to come to you over time. But right. the social selling stuff, the LinkedIn sales navigator stuff, that's stuff that I teach my clients how to do. And within a week or two, we're booking meetings, even if they haven't posted content. So that's the short term. Like I need short term results. Cool. Then you need to go into sales. Like that's not building a brand, right? right? Building a brand and creating content, that's that's a longer play. You, you could post a few videos and get a lead, don't get me wrong. But for the most part, if you're not willing to invest 12 months, yes. two years, three, like don't even yeah. start, right? Yeah, 100%. Alex, you are a treat. And I cannot, in case I have not mentioned this, and I have not impressed this upon you guys, you have to check out his content. You truly do. If not, you're definitely going to learn something. You're going to be entertained. It's going to inspire you. Um, but it, you know, for having your own business, it really will just free you and open you up to the potential of what we could all be doing. And uh, yeah, you got to check them out. So I, you know, I won't speak for you, Alex, where should people be finding more of your brilliance? Well, definitely LinkedIn is, is where I'm probably most active. That and TikTok. So LinkedIn okay. and TikTok, Alex B. Sheridan. Um, you can find me there if you want to set up a, a talk with me or chat with me. You can reach me at Alex or A. Sheridan at impacts.com or go to my website, impacts.com. Fabulous. This has been a blast. Everyone else, we will see you in the next episode. And thank you so much, Alex. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Hey guys, don't miss out. Hop on over to free gift from chris.com. That's free gift G I F T from Chris K R I S.com. We are constantly putting goodies in there just for you guys so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it. <laughs>